0: To the world of digital sound. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to this week's podcast story special, which is going up exclusively on YouTube this time because uh, it's quite apt. number of people that I've been talking to when I've recanted my life uh, in the uh, early 1980s, mid-1980s, Um, My experience of certainly the 1981 riots in Coventry have said, you know, really you ought to podcast that because it kind of gives a little bit of perspective to really what's going on at the moment. So I thought, okay, I'll record it and I'll put it up on Sunday. And they went, no, 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 forget that. Just forget your website. Just put it up on YouTube so that uh, people can listen to it. So, okay, if you wanted it, then here it is. And I I have to tell you guys uh, a usual disclaimer that some part all none of this might be true, not true true bullshit absolute fact (laughs) it's up to you to decide in the comments whether or not you think it is I only I know and I will never tell all right then guys here we go so uh hope you enjoyed this one um and uh I'll see you on the dark side take care Okie, cokey then. Well, I guess we better move on then with this week's uh, podcast story. Um, quite funny, really, because, uh, well, it's, it's not really funny, to be honest. That's just the same. Why do people say that? Well, it's quite funny, really, but, you know, it's not. Um, we uh, <laughs> We have had incredible riots in the UK over the past week or so and uh it it kind of it a got me thinking about uh the the riots in the 80s and uh b uh quite a few people tweeted me and said I bet you've been in a riot (laughs) how did you guess uh not intentionally though I must admit I'll I'll tell you this story now and um as ever, I'm going to tell you that parts of this, all of this, might be made up, might be fact, might be fiction. It is up to you, the listener, to decide and um, put a comment in the comment section on the video. That's kind of on YouTube or something. Okay, so um, <coughs> uh, Christ, let me just fire this up. Then where do we, where do we start with this? Christ, <coughs> I tell you what, the best place probably to start is where we were um, when all this kind of kicked off. D- early 1980s I was 15 in 1980 which made me 16 in 1981 now when I turned 16 Coventry had become a very very depressing place but the world had become a depressing place the country had become a depressing place and there was an awful lot of you know uh There was a lot of um, ska music. Everyone was into ska music, wearing suits and bowler hats and stuff. And, you know, there was an awful lot of that going on. And uh, the specials had released a song (laughs) and it was called Ghost Town. Now, because the specials came from Coventry, the specials were a group from Coventry. Now, go and Google Ghost Town and go and have a listen to it. It's uh, still a, a hell of a song with a hell of an impact, I think, even today. But um, it, it was kind of... The song wasn't actually about Coventry. It was about Bristol and uh, other places, Bristol and Birmingham riots, but it was, uh, which had happened earlier. It was uh, adopted by people from Coventry to kind of express how they felt and that was kind of the mood of of how it was it was uh kind of I mean some of the lyrics you know this town uh, it's becoming like a ghost town and why do, do you all fight against themselves yeah yeah and all that and uh all the clubs are being closed down was another lyric um too much fighting on the dance floor was another lyric and it just—it was adopted by people from Coventry because that was how we felt. That was how it was, and um, you know, it's—it was just, it, it was just that time. You know, it was that time. Now, I personally, at that age, was into a lot of stuff ugh, when I was sixteen that I really can't talk about, and and, and you know, I, I guess a lot of you wouldn't want me to actually thinking about it, you buggers probably would want me to talk about it, anyway, but so that that was how how it was, and um, even at 16, you know, we, we kind of knew the score um, <laughs> about Coventry as a place, I mean, Christ, we'd grown up there, and maybe I'd grown up on the wrong side of the tracks, as it were, but, um, you know, I hadn't grown up in the wrong, wrong side of the tracks, I hadn't grown up in the uh, kind of deepest, darkest, wood-end, woolen hall, kind of areas where uh, there were no jobs people didn't work everyone was on the dole uh violence was commonplace and you know I I wasn't brought up on those tracks but I I kind of knew what was going on now those of you who have listened to these before will know that but anyway so back onto the story so I'm 16 years old okay and uh on this particular um Friday I'm uh with my mates okay and we are uh down at a lockup and we're drinking and um, we're having quite a few beers and we're talking about this that and the other and uh you know some people are saying oh you know did you know there's a a kind of right-wing national front-esque whatever uh march going on tomorrow through coventry and we all kind of discussed it and we're all going oh fuck me they're fucked <laughs> There is a huge black and Asian community in Coventry, and if uh, the National Front think they're going to march through it, they've got another thing coming. So anyway, so we talked about it. We said, well, you know, um, do you want to do you want to get out of town and and see it all kick off like? And I said, nah, no, nah, can't be fucking bothered with it. Anyway, I had a car um, that I was working on in the in a lockup, so I wanted to get on with that really and get that finished. So uh, anyway, didn't think anything of it. Saturday morning. Uh, I woke up early because I wanted to go down the lockup and uh, (coughs) I went down there my mate's hanging about outside and he says uh, oh I've been waiting for you I said why what's up he said well um, I want to I want to have a zip into town really and uh, uh, see if I can like give my mum a hand he said why he said well she's working in a shop like in the middle of Coventry City Centre, she's shitting herself about having her ass kicked and, uh, you know, what's going on and there's a lot of youths gathering, she's been on the phone and, you know, she's quite scared about it and I said that I'd go down there and go and get her, uh, in the car, like, so he said, but I'm not going on my own, (laughs) fucking pussy, right, okay, so, uh, anyway, um, by that time a couple of other guys that uh, had come down the lock up were there and uh with i think there was probably about five of us and we all zipped in a car and then as we were pulling out of the estate like somebody else was coming in the estate so where are you boys going <coughs> so, so i said we're going down to search oh i'll come with you so they followed us and uh, anyway th- it ended up that there was about i was i'm guessing there was about pff, 10 of us maybe in two cars and uh, we went down the town and we, we zipped in. I uh, thought our best bet is to go somewhere where the crowds aren't going to be. So we we'll used the car park that's down opposite the swimming pool. So we w- went down through the backways, you know, got in, you know, staying well out of the city centre, got in and kind of parked the cars in the swimming pool. And we walked up to the, the city centre, the Burgess, where uh, his mum worked. And uh, you could see, like, there was police just everywhere just cops everywhere and uh <laughs> and uh, you know we started to walk towards um uh we came we came past uh the swimming pool past the chip shop and and uh, and we went to a brilliant chip shop there always was anyway we started to walk up around the back of Sainsbury's you know uh and there was a little shop there a, a little uh exchange and marks shop that was quite common because you know, it was a really, really good shop. It's great stuff in there. But anyway, we, we're walking up, and there's a bunch of cops at the top. So, said, Cops stopped us and said, What the fuck are you guys doing? You know, we know why you're here. Go now. And we said, uh, Right, you don't know why we're here. And uh, then one of the coppers recognised me. And he's, he said, uh, This this is unusual for you, isn't it? Getting involved in shit like this. He said, There's no cars to be nicked round here, Ken. <laughs> cheeky bastard i said no i said look his mum's like in the shop up the top there we want to get her out really and he said look we're advising we've already advised that all the shops up there close so um you know if if you guys are just going to go and get out then i suggest you do it get her out and if you if you boys want to escort anyone else out that's around as well uh you know um we'd be happy for you to do that <coughs> so uh Anyway, this uh, copper, who I knew, got on his radio then, and he radioed and said, uh, oh, I've got um, a group of ten here, and uh, there are these guys, and they're all they're all going up to the Burgess. They're going to uh, escort some people out of there, some of their friends. They want to get out of the shops, and some of the shop workers, and they're going to escort them out, get them to cars, and, you know, uh, can they go and molest it? And uh, so I thought, oh, that's really good of him, actually. So anyway... Oh, and there was a female cop as well with them. And I, no, I'll never forget her. She would call Jane this female cop. She was funny as fuck, Jane. Um, she, Jane arrested me uh, twice, I think. Once, I think once before that, once after that. I can't remember. Anyway, but um, I, I remember Jane uh, pulling me over in a panda car. And uh, basically I spent about about 20 minutes chatting her up. <laughs> and eventually I got to agree to go for a drink <laughs> and she let me go <laughs> oh god I, I went out with her a few times <coughs> and uh, she came around the flat quite a few times as well because she was working in the city centre and obviously you know if, if, um, if she was off duty late at night she'd come around the flat so anyway uh, she was all right Jane Anyway, um, and she was fine and <laughs> right up to the point where she arrested me. <laughs> oh, God, that's a whole new story. Anyway, so Jane was with them as well. And uh, anyway, but we were given carte blanche, really, to go up to the town centre and go and get uh, my mate's mum out. So we start walking uh, towards the town centre. And now this little kind of cut through, which was, there was another car park there, actually. It was a white or a multi storey. Uh, This little cut through was like going up uh, towards, you know, the Burgess and so we kind of zipped up there And then there was another road that we went up and we had to cross the road and then Kind of round to the right was the pedestrianized area and that was you know That was where it is and there was a big hotel can't remember the name of the hotel now I've got got it in mind that it was the Phoenix but I can't can't remember. Anyway, we got into the Burgess and uh, there were there were like, cops all over the place, like, and as we were kind of walking, we were getting nodded at by these cops, you know, as if to say, "I'll oh, carry on, and I thought, oh, that's fucking brilliant, so anyway, we walked walked down, got to the shop, like, and then we heard it, right, we heard it from Christ, it must have been a quarter of a mile away, and all we could hear was the chanting, and the fucking language, and, you know, the uh, racist chanting that was going on. And um, fuck me. It was like coming from everywhere. it was just so fucking loud, and we thought, You fuck it, there can't be that many of these national front fucks, surely, and uh, like we're we're kind of you know t- saying, well, hold on a minute, let's hold on in the shop.' And a couple of us would go out and wreck it. Just find out which way these fucks are coming from. And we'll go the opposite way. Because we could could very easily go left or right out of this shop. And maybe avoid the crowds. So anyway, a couple of us went outside. And uh, there were fucking hundreds of them. There were just hundreds of these skinheads. You know, all like chanting away. And, you know, giving it all this. And we said, right, okay, what we'll do is... Uh, they're all kind of being contained at the moment at the top end of the Burgess. So uh, what we'll do is we'll go left and then we can take another left. And anyway, we'll get ourselves back to this area. So we um, we got my mate's mum and two of her friends from the shop. And there was a couple of girls from the shop next door as well and uh we basically you know got in a kind of kettle around these uh girls and we all started walking towards um towards the uh swimming pool and uh, anyway we were all heading that way um and what was it called now broadgate was it called broadgate i can't remember anyway we starts wandering towards broadgate and uh you know, we meet like loads and loads of coppers are kind of all parting the way as we're walking through. And it was just brilliant. I mean, you know, they were really helping us out. And uh, like we got towards uh, the entryway uh, to um, where the, the shop was, where this exchange of mark was, this little kind of walkway. And we started to go down there, and fuck me, there were, as as we started walking down, we could see the, um, there was a massive Asian, black and Asian contingent in front of us, and then as we turned around, there was fucking skinheads all over the place behind us. I thought, fuck me, we are smack in the middle of this shit. <coughs> so anyway, we we started to... Uh, and there, there were a lot of cops, right? I mean, I would tell you there were a lot of cops. And there were, there were cops surrounding the uh, black and Asian guys and there were cops surrounding the skinheads. And as we kind of hurried our way, uh, you know, we thought, right, OK. And they, they, they kettled the black and Asian guys to the left and kind of diverted them out of this street we were in. And uh, all of a sudden, the fucking rocks started to come from all directions. And I couldn't actually see where they were coming from. It wasn't, maybe it was a couple of minutes afterwards, I realised that they were coming from the multi story. There were people on the multi story lobbing rocks. And not at us, they were lobbing them at the cops. So we're like, oh, fuck me, man. So anyway, the police parted the ways for us. And um we all kind of went off to in that direction, but obviously there were a lot of um, there were a lot of the the Asian group were massive, so what we did was we kind of huddled up in a corner uh, just by the entrance to the multi story and uh, we thought well we 'll let it all kind of you know let them go past us, and then we 'll go past, and we 'll be all right so anyway, uh, as quickly as it started, it dispersed because the asian group were pointed in a different direction and the skinheads were pointed in another direction and there were you know everyone going off in different directions anyway uh, we must have been there about maybe 10-15 minutes the ways parted for us and we managed to uh, start to walk uh, back towards where the cars were now behind us there were a group of maybe five cops and uh these these cops um they, it wasn't Jane and her mates it was all the guy I knew it was just five cops and uh they w- they were just kind of stood in that area, and they were obviously making sure nobody you know the the gangs didn't meet up uh either way so uh as we started to walk towards where the swimming pool area was, and there were by this time, I think there was probably i guess we were a group. 25 30 strong i guess people that had just joined us because you know they could see that you know we were just getting out basically and you know you've got like 10 uh blokes surrounding these uh women and well 10 kids i mean we were 16 so but 10 of us all surrounding these women and making sure they were okay and we were joined by a lot of people people we didn't know so there were quite a few of us, but it, it it's kind of a safe thing, really, to get down towards the swimming pool area because you know that that's where most of the buses uh, ran and people could get out, <clears throat> um, and you know get get in other directions from there. Well, anyway, uh, as we kind of walked down, we heard the uh, a commotion behind us. We looked behind, and fuck me, there was um, maybe. 25 30 skinheads had basically jumped these coppers and uh they didn't stick a chance they didn't even see it fucking coming i'm sure i mean we were walking in the opposite opposite direction so i didn't see it start but as as we kind of heard it we turned around uh fuck me the, there were two of these cops on the floor just getting kicked a fuck and the other cops had the batons out and were well truncheons in those days and were trying to kind of fend off, and it's not, you know, f- this was 1981, they didn't have riot gear, They're, all they had was fucking silly tit hats, and, you know, <laughs> and truncheons, and radios, that's it, no fucking pepper sprays, no riot gear, no shields, no fuck all, uh, there were just five fucking cops, and uh, well, Fuck me, you know, it was just, it It really was just too much. And I looked at a mate of mine, he looked at me, and uh, we shouted to the group we were with to just go, get to the cars, get to the cars. And him and I ran towards where these cops were. And we took on these, uh, we took on some of these skinheads. Um, if we hadn't have done it, one of, somebody was going to get killed. There, there was, there was one of the cops who was on the floor... I'm pretty sure wasn't fucking conscious. And yet he was still being kicked a fuck, you know. And he didn't have a helmet on or any sort of face protection. His face was messed. His, um you know, he'd, he'd ended up lying on his stomach and was being stomped on. So anyway, me and my mate ran towards this. And uh, I drop kicked one of these skinheads that had, uh, was kicking this copper and I caught him smack in the middle of his fucking chest and uh and it, it was it was way way out of my league I've said this before I will say it again I was not a fucking violent person I was not a fighter you know I would be the last person you would call on if you needed backup in a fight and uh but I had no fucking choice really I mean we 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 took these guys on and uh as we were kind of taking them on and i t- i took the first one down my mate who was pretty nifty actually he was pretty good he'd um uh picked up a police truncheon and taken two of these guys around the head because maybe the coppers were holding off a bit but we certainly weren't and you know it, it, there were no fucking holes barred and my mate had easily opened up the skull of one of these fucking skinheads and was uh uh basically cracking another one around the head uh the one that uh had gone for me because i drop kicked uh another one of his mates he ran towards me and i used his own momentum basically just to throw him over my shoulder i turned grabbed him and just you know let his own momentum carry him over as he hit the floor and was about to get up he put his hands down on the floor to stand up I stomped his fucking hand I reckon I probably broke all his fingers I certainly broke his hand Uh, but he was in absolute agony and as he turned over I kicked the fucker in the face and uh, he he just rolled over another one that went for me uh, managed to get a, a really corking punch right on the side of my fucking head and uh, that sent me over. He then ran to me and started kicking. I tried to get up. I couldn't get up. There were two of mummy at this point, And then three of them. And then, you know, I thought, fuck it. That's it. I'm out. And uh, next thing I know, my mate, who had been on the floor himself, because I'd seen him, he managed to get up. And uh, basically, you know, was whopping fuck out of one of these skinheads that was trying to get me. And two of the cops had also, you know, realised what was going on, and uh, were also kind of intervening. And it it was, it was a fucking scrap. It was forget about any form of etiquette or Marquis of Queensbury. It was a fucking scrap going on, you know, and like. I, I couldn't believe this cop was still on the floor by the way not fucking moving and that was really worrying me at this point and I thought we've got to get this fucking cleared up you know so anyway I managed to get up because the cops had beat off the three that were on me together with my mate and then the next thing we knew I mean I don't know how long that lasted probably less than two or three minutes but the cops came from all fucking directions first thing that happened was uh, a police baton went over the back of my fucking leg I thought, what the fuck? And then these cops shouted, no, they're helping us. They're helping us. These guys are good. They're helping us. And then, then the cop went, oh, and picked me up. <laughs> Great, cheers, mate. <laughs> and the skinheads then that were kind of left were having the shit kicked out of them by these cops. I mean, you know, they they were... I know they deserved it, but fuck me. Anyway, um, so th- there were guy skinheads being dragged off um one of them i am swear he was dragged off by his bollocks because the cop had a hold of this guy by his crotch <laughs> he just did <laughs> i was dragging him off anyway the guy was screaming i know that um so that kind of left uh three coppers um, and uh, two very injured coppers who were hanging around waiting for medical attention and this cop said to us, you know, would you guys hang around uh, till the ambulance gets here and these other coppers that are there had all kind of gone off and uh, they'd obviously either been redeployed or, you know, there they they were some of the coppers were taking these Guinness for a walk hopefully ran to a quiet corner where they were kicking the shit out of them Anyway, um, <coughs> me and my mate stood there and we waited. Uh, we heard an ambulance and uh, could see some blue lights. Next thing we know, there's an ambulance over there. Two paramedics dive out and uh, run over to where the cops were. And, you know, uh, basically these, these cops went, uh, OK, cheers, boys. Get out of here. Get out of here. So it we went, right, OK, we're out. And one of them was looking at the injuries I'd got and said, you better get your ass down the hospital. I thought, fuck that. Casualty is going to be a nightmare. <laughs> it's going to be a 20 hour wait. <laughs> now I can't see my mum. <laughs> She'll patch me up. <laughs> so anyway, we started to uh, wander off down towards where the cars were. Presumably they'd gone by now, but we knew we could probably get a cab down there or something or get out of there. And, uh, as we got to the bottom end of that fucking street, well, shit, mate, rocks, um, bottles, there were sticks, bits of fucking metal, fucking everything came raining down on these ambulance, on the ambulance crew, on the cops that were on the floor, on the cops that were stood there waiting, um, and fuck me, it all just fucking kicked off again and I, I couldn't tell really at that point where it was coming from i didn't know if it was the asian groups if it was the skinheads i couldn't fucking tell but i looked at my mate and he looked at me and we were both in a bad way i mean we had both taking a big fucking hit and you know we looked at each other and we, we just kind of shook our heads and uh then from around the side of this uh <laughs> this ambulance one of these coppers shouted oi (laughs) we just knew oh we just fucking knew they needed us didn't they so we went back to where these guys were uh trying to uh just basically get these two cops into this ambulance get the door shut so that they could get away. We realised then it was the ants that were chucking the shit. And there was probably a group of, uh I don't know, maybe maybe the best part of 25, 30 of them. And we just thought to ourselves, fuck it. You know, that that's it. If we come into contact with these guys, we're dead. And, you know, priority at that point was just get these guys gone. So we helped the cops get these uh guys into the uh ambulance the ambulance driver was revving the fuck out of this ambulance and uh bang you know uh, as soon as as soon as they were ready the door shut the ambulance started to go and the skinhead started to run to where we were well um the cops weren't stupid they got in the back of the ambulance we didn't yeah i know um so as the ambulance fucking pulled off still with its doors open by the way uh there was only me and my mate left and we fucking ran we ran like fuck and we tried to get the fuck out of there as quickly as we possibly could now we knew that they would catch us i mean we were in no fit condition to run a a fucking marathon so what we did was we ran up the uh slider for the multi-story and uh an uphill run <laughs> really was the last thing that we needed. And all these skinheads were... <clears throat> you know, there was a lot of fit guys. So anyway, um, as we were coming up the the ramp for the multi-story, there was a car coming down. And uh, we basically ran almost into this car. The guy got out and we just said to him, run. And he fucking he legged it. So what we did was... We <laughs> We took the um, handbrake off this car and we just let it roll down the ramp. Now, we knew that, you know, these guys were coming up the ramp and we just rolled this fucking car, basically, with the engine still running. We just took the handbrake off, let the car roll. How many people it hit, I don't know. It must have hit a lot. (laughs) I shouldn't laugh about it, I know, but, I mean, people... People know about this incident. This incident was reported in the uh, press because uh, what they were saying was that basically one driver got spooked, ran out of his car, his the handbrake then failed, the car rolled down the uh, ramp and ran into a load of skinheads. Uh, that's not quite what happened. Anyway, we let this car fucking roll and it worked. We got away. We got away absolutely fucking fine. Uh, if that guy hadn't have been coming down that ramp in his car, his uh, little caught, we would never have had the opportunity to do that. We would have been caught. They would have fucking killed us. Without a doubt, they would have killed us. I mean, we had already sustained serious damage from A, being beaten up, B, being hit with bottles and fucking stones, and C, being absolutely shagged because we'd just been in a fight. <laughs> and, you know, they would have beat the shit out of us. No doubt about it. They would have. Now, we got back to the car park opposite the swimming pool and uh, we were quite fortunate really because one of my mates had actually driven uh, a, a few of these people kind of away from the area and then kind of um, come back for us. So he was waiting in a car anyway and uh, we dived in the car. car went off with a screech of brakes and he was moaning like fuck because we were bleeding all over his seats. <laughs> He went hospital then is it boys? Nah, just, just take us to Ken's mum. <laughs> so we went round my mum's. Oh god. And we uh I remember we walked in the door and uh my brother was there and he just looked at me and went, know where you've been. <laughs> my mum went oh jesus christ look at the state of you now luckily my neighbor was there as well and uh, my mum I'm a next door neighbor another irish lady charming lady uh patched us up and uh put us back together again so anyway um we we kind of you know that was it for us and the the riots that was our experience of the 1981 riots that happened in coventry and uh that was what happened uh, we never we never made it public that we were helping the police i mean we had reputations to keep um so it was never kind of made public i think the cops that were involved in it knew knew what had happened certainly jane knew because she talked about it afterwards she was on about you know uh, you, you and your fucking mate, lo- the Lone Rangers, come out of nowhere and help those cops. Um, she's and she said when she was told, she fucking knew that was us uh, because we were in the area. So, uh, but you know, it, and it was you know, but we never admitted it, you know, because it's well, it's not just not the sort of done thing really in those days to admit you were helping the police with anything, let alone the fucking inquiries. <laughs> so, so we kind of kept quiet about it um a few days later we heard in the the papers about the uh there were some quite nasty injuries from this car that had rolled down the down the ramp and hit the skinheads um i think uh, a couple of guys uh there were quite a few broken limbs and some you know one guy ended up with in a coma i think for a while uh but you know fuck it they were gonna kill us and it was them and us and we chose us so fuck them um, that w- that was the attitude behind it, and that was the only thing. That was the only way we could think about it. It was uh, it was quite amazing, really, when you try and even compare that to what's going on now in the UK, in Bristol, in in Bristol, in London, in Birmingham, in Liverpool, all over the country where these rights are. And you try, you know, you think about these things now, and it. This isn't the rights that are going on now. Are nothing to do with, you know, a cause or anything to do with, um, you know, anything other than pure criminality. All they want to do is have an excuse to go and rob shit out of shops. They're just fucking crooks, right? At the end of the day, they're just thieves. And that's all they are. And, uh, you know, in, in our day, when we were getting involved in it, it was for a cause or when people got involved in it, it was for a cause. The uh, right-wing National Front wanted the blacks out, the blacks wanted the National Th- Front to shut the fuck up and die, and, you know, that's what it was about. And, you know, it was fighting on a on a different scale. It was rioting on a different scale. This This thing that's going on now is just civil unrest, I think. It's you know it's nothing to do with it's i mean they call it riots but it's just civil unrest and they really genuinely ought to have the ought to have water cannons and fucking riot squads and the army out and deal with it you know anyway guys uh it's up to you whether or not you believe any of that or whether or not you think that was entirely bullshit you can go and check on the internet if you like um I recommend before you listen to this podcast, or sorry, it's probably too late now. But even if after you've listened to this podcast, go and download Ghost Town by the Specials. You'll see what I mean about when where Coventry was at at that point. And uh, you know, go and uh, go and do some research if you like. Go and see, go and see what it was like in 1981 in the uh, uh, right right wing far right um, riots in Coventry in 1981 i was there i will tell you that much i was there uh, that's the only bit i'll confirm though because i need to <coughs> i need to pre- protect uh, certain amounts of my anonymity in some of that <coughs> okay then guys well that's it this has been ken this has been uh, the ken burton show podcast story for this week i hope you enjoy it this one's called riots i'll see you on the dark side take care welcome to the world of digital sound All systems.